Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Hallelujah. We honor the Lord today because he is the source of our strength, strength of our lives. Hallelujah. It is still in him that we live and move and have our being. Hallelujah. And so we give the Lord total praise on today because of, of who he is. God bless you on this morning. Certainly thank God for been such an august body beautiful gathering this morning amen the 4th of july independence day in america hallelujah but more importantly hallelujah we're declaring independence today over sin and shame hallelujah thank god for that kind of independence hallelujah we thank the lord for you god bless you Praise the Lord. Thank God for, amen, even the presence, amen, that we feel of Jesus Christ in the room that has been ushered in by each of you, amen, to really help us, glory to God, get through this next little bit. I'd like to direct your attention uh, to the word of the Lord according to the book of St. John, a passage that's relatively familiar and I don't I, I, I trust that you don't mind me preaching to myself today I need the word to encourage me to strengthen me and I just believe that in the process glory to God you'll be strengthened as well St. John chapter 15 and we're going to read together verses 1 through 8 St. John 15, 1 through 8. When you have it, say amen. amen. Let's read together. I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them, cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be 
my disciples. The word of the Lord is blessed. Just before we pray, I do want to read one more passage of scripture. And I'll refer to it later. The 16th verse says that ye have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Just going to ask a question on this morning. With respect to abiding in Jesus Christ, but more importantly, having faith. And so would you turn to somebody that's within earshot of you and just ask them today, do you have faith, faith. for what you're hoping for? Do you have faith for what you are hoping for? Let's pray, Spirit of the living God. Lord, we come thanking you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, because we realize, oh God, that our hope is built on the word of God. Our faith, God, looks up to you on today because you are the Lamb of Calvary. God, you've promised in your word, God, that you would be Jehovah Rapha when we need healing, Jehovah Jireh, when we need provision, Lord, Jehovah Shalom. In those times when we need peace, Jehovah Nisi. God, when we need somebody to fight for us. God, we need you on today. Somebody needs you in a multiplicity of those areas, oh God. They are standing, oh God, and all we have to stand on, God, is what you have birthed on the inside of us. God, enable us today to employ the kind of faith, Lord, that's necessary. God, to be able to withstand, oh God, the attacks of the enemy, the fiery darts that will come to test and try our faith in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Lord, for that word that's engrafted, that is stuck to us, oh God, that we can, that we have the ability, God, to use in moments and times like these. God, somebody needs a breakthrough. Somebody needs you to show up and be God in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To beat back the enemy, oh God, and, and lift them up, oh God, where they belong. So that they might proclaim, hallelujah, that we can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask of them, according, according to the power that worketh on the inside of us. God, increase our faith on today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Enable us to withstand the fiery darts. Hallelujah. To maintain integrity in the face of adversity. God, because you said in your word that if we faint in the day of adversity, then our faith is small. We pray, oh God, for increased faith, for great faith on today. Enable us, oh God, to use this faith 
to be able to realize what it is that we're hoping for. We'll be careful, God, to give your name glory. As a matter of fact, we'll give you glory now. Hallelujah. We'll give you praise now. Hallelujah. Your word that you have spoken is good enough, oh God, for us to praise you in advance. Thank you, God. Hallelujah for what it is that you're doing and going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. I probably could have just focused my entire attention on verse 16, but to just give some context to really where it is that I believe the Lord would, would, would be leading me on today, I decided to read some portions so that we can might gain some understanding of where we're going. This text, it, it indirectly deals with uh, each and every one of us in the development of our faith. And being able to use our faith in order to produce fruit. Now, faith is very, a very wonderful thing, and it's it's a, it's a very advantageous thing for the believer in the process. But oftentimes, in our celebrating the significance of having faith, we sometimes lose the importance of being able to bring our faith to the point of where we experience what I call fruition. And faith without being brought to the point of fruition is like having money without knowing how to use it in order to provide for yourselves the things that you need in order to live. Faith is the modem. It is the medium of exchange in the spirit realm. It is in the spirit what money is in the natural. And in the natural, the Bible says that money answereth all things. In other words, money is a means to an end. Money is not the end. But money is a means to an end. That is to say that it's not the answer. But it has the ability to, be, to lead you to the answer. Because it can be given in exchange for the things that you need or desire. If you don't use money, then having money means nothing to you at all. Because you can't wear money. You can't drive money. You, can't, you can if you want to, but it's not prudent for you to try to eat money. Or live in money. It doesn't profit you anything if you don't know how to handle money in the exchange of it or in the investment of it for the things that you need or you desire. Similarly, in the spirit realm, faith is the means to an end. Having faith is not enough. If you can't use your faith to unlock the promises of God, then faith does you no good at all. And if you can't use your faith to activate or to use it as a form of exchange for the fruit that you need to see produced in your life, then what you've got seems to be worthless. 
And it only seems to be worthless because you haven't accessed it for what you really need to get out of it. It could be that we are receiving more word than we've ever received before and are still not taking full advantage of the word of God that we have, have received and we not, have not experienced the greater benefit of having received the word of God. It could be that you're waiting for someone to come along and help unlock something for you that you could have unlocked yourself. If you had learned how to use faith to unlock your fruit, it could be possible that you would be living uh, much better than you're living right now. That you could experience the blessings of God that you have not experienced yet. That, that, that rather than what you where you are and what you believe so far is a liability, glory to God, the Bible declares that if we have the ability to use the faith that God had given us, that it would activate the power of God that you have working on the inside of you. We keep, we keep re rehearsing it, but I'm not sure that, that, that we actually understand it and know how to use it. When we say now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in you. And sometimes we've got power that we don't release, power that we could just continue to kind of show off, but we never execute that power. Consequently, we don't, get, we don't have the, 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 the privilege and the opportunity of seeing that power at work. And I pray that God will help me share something with you on today. Hallelujah. I believe that he has already shared it with, with me, but I need to be able to articulate it. I need to be able to put this word into the atmosphere. I need for it to be able to bounce back off of the walls and I hear it and it get in my spirit as well as, as yours. That, 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 that if you will activate your faith and use it, uh, that you will no longer hunger for what God has already made accessible to you you that you will have the ability to live a much more profitable life we've been studying in bible study in the book of second timothy and and, and in the book of second timothy paul is, is is teaching timothy about leadership he's teaching him about the transference of of responsibility he says he says to to timothy that that that, that it's important for me to commit the work of the gospel to faithful men which would include women hallelujah who shall be able to teach others also it's not enough just for you to have the ability to have this word but once you are able to activate the word and see it actually you uh, 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 come to fruit in your own life then you have to have the ability to share it with other people because it's dangerous therefore to give something as important as ministry into the hands of someone who is not faithful or, or should I say faith-filled 
because it's possible to be faithful but not be faith-filled. When we speak of being faithful, we, we think in terms of being consistent, of being on time, of being always there, always available, being on point. And, and people, uh, uh, when we start thinking this way, we think that they're in their place. They're ready to do whatever is asked of them. And that's good stuff. Glory to God. But if you lack a faith attitude in what you're doing and not understand that faith becomes the prerequisite for being able to do stuff in the spirit, uh, hallelujah, then you understand that there must be a faith attitude uh, that goes along uh, with you really being able to live for God and to discharge what responsibility that God would give you. So faith is important, and since it's so important, let's define faith in two areas. First of all, I, I want to let you know that in order for faith to be effective, it must be seedful, and it must be fruitful. And, uh, and, and one of the very first things that God commands us in the book of Genesis is for a man, to, a, to a man is for him to be fruitful. He could say that to the man because he had already co uh, created the man to be seedful. And if he had not created him to be seedful, then there would have been no reason for him to ask the man or command the man to be fruitful. Fruit is the end result of having a seed. Your faith must have a seed in it in order for it to bring forth fruit. I want to try to break this down here in a minute. Now, now I'm going to show you the seed and then I'm going to show you the fruit. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance. Faith is stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. The thing that you are hoping for is fruit. And fruit is the end for which faith is the means. And if you don't have anything that you're hoping for, then faith has nothing to do. Is there anybody in here that is hoping for anything? If you're hoping for anything, now here's the magic of these two texts brought together. See, see, you're probably sitting next to, to your neighbor and your neighbor might ask you, like I've asked you, is there anything that you're hoping for? And any fruit that has not manifested itself in your life yet. So there's the two questions. Is there anything that you're hoping for? And of what you're hoping for, has any of it not yet come to fruition? And if the answer to the question is yes, then here's the magic. The fruit doesn't have to come out, Elder Washington, for it to be in there. They didn't hear me. I said the fruit doesn't have to always come out right away in order for there to be proof that there's fruit in there. You haven't seen it. It hasn't materialized yet, but you're hoping for something and that's why you need the word of God. Because the word of God abiding in you enables you to bear fruit. 
because the word of God gives you the faith to birth out of you what you're hoping for on the inside of you. Let me try to simplify it a little bit further so that I can make sure that you get it. Because it's my job to preach the word of God, which is the seed that produces faith, which ultimately should produce fruit, which is the thing that you're hoping for. But if you're not hoping for anything, there is, there is no, if there's no area in your life that God has placed a demand on you to demonstrate your faith in, uh, glory to God, uh, then, then there's nothing that God, hallelujah, has the ability to do because there must be an activation of the fruit, uh, hallelujah, uh, of the seed rather, so that it produces the fruit. And if there's nothing that you're hoping for, me giving you seed means absolutely nothing. So I just need you to ask the person sitting next to you, is there something that you're hoping for? <laughs> ask them again, is there something that you're hoping for? In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 24 and 25, let me, let me read it right quick. It says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that, that we do not see, then we earnestly, patiently, continually wait for it we don't give up on what we're hoping for we might not see it right away but because there's a seed down on the inside of us because we've heard the word of God and that has attached ourselves to it we continue to hope even though we don't see it right away you don't hear what I'm trying to say to you Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Uh, uh, hope that is seen is not hope. I'm not hoping for a wife. I have a wife. And so there's no point in me hoping for what I already can see. I'm hoping for that that I cannot see. And that becomes my fruit which is the end result of my faith. When my faith has been activated, I can just believe that at some point, what I am hoping for is going to come to fruition. Even though I don't see it on the outside, I know that it's working on the inside. Are you with me? See, when it's harvest time, an apple tree begins to bring forth apples. And it can only bring forth what was already in it. The apple was already in the tree before the apple ever came out. I'm missing them on that side. They're doing something different than what we're doing over here. Hallelujah. The, the, the apple was already in the tree before it ever came out. And it only comes out uh, in due season. But 
it's not because the apple is not there. Hallelujah. We just got to rake till the right season. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you don't give up. If you keep on hoping, if you continue to maintain the faith, the season doesn't create the fruit. The season produces the fruit that was already intrinsically hidden in the tree before the season ever came. That's why if you don't have anything that you're hoping for, then the word of God can't help you. Because you can't produce something that's not already in you. And that's why we preach the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. And when we begin to hear the word and not just allow it to come in here, but allow it to get to here, hallelujah, then, then faith is generated. And so we're not talking about creating we're talking about producing. In order to produce something, the raw materials, the raw mechanics of it has to already be there. You can't produce oil if oil is not already in the ground. You can't get water if all water is not already in the earth. Even though you can't see the oil, you can't see the water when you start working. If faith causes you to start drilling for it, because it doesn't, just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. Just because the thing that you're hoping for doesn't manifest itself right away, it doesn't mean that you should give up on it. Hallelujah. Faith has the ability to enable you to see, hallelujah, in the spirit what you can't see in the natural. And the struggle is to have a vision that you can't see. And sometimes what you cannot see has the ability to become greater than what you can see. And you're wondering, some of you, if you'll ever see outside of you what you sense is on the inside of you. And now I must submit to you that not everybody has this struggle. I happen to have this struggle, but not everybody has this struggle because not everybody can produce because not everybody has fruit in the first place because you don't have a seed because the word of God has not attached itself to you somewhere and some of you are in trouble right now because you're walking with people and yoked up with people and friend with people that have no hope, that have no fruit. And because they don't, they're pulling you down. They're, they're hindering your progress. They're stopping you from reaching your goal. And these kind of people, they don't have anything to lose. They will pull you down. Glory to God and stop you from, from accomplishing your mission because they're not trying to go where you're trying to go. I say they're not trying to go where you're trying to go. Hallelujah. There's something on the inside of you that won't let you quit, that won't let you give in. And so you're not, they're not going where you're trying to go. And folk waste time and waste their faith on believing God in many cases to fix things that they could fix for themselves. 
if you allow me, let me cut a little bit deeper. Because this goes a little bit deeper than you not trying. This goes a little bit deeper than you being lazy. Where you won't operate in the gift or the talent that God has blessed you with. See now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the gift, the talent, the power that works in you. And you're hoping that God will cover for you in areas where you won't exercise faith for yourself and do what God has told you to do. And so I'm not talking to those people right now. I just thought I'd bring that up. The people I want to talk to is the people that have got something on the inside of them. And you don't see it yet. But you feel something. You sense something. Hallelujah. God has made you a promise. And you've said yes to the promise. Hallelujah. And you're working toward the promise. But somehow the enemy is trying to get you to turn your attention away from what God has appointed for you to do and understand and believe and trust him for and have faith for. You don't see it working, hallelujah, on the outside of you yet. But your spirit man says, I see it on the inside of me. And so you're laboring to produce it because it's on the inside. And when it's on the inside, you can't rest. When it's on the inside, you can't sleep. You won't be satisfied. You dream about it. You have visions of it. You see yourself coming out. You see yourself being healed. You see deliverance all around you. And you won't be satisfied. You won't be quieted until you get out of you what you see on the inside. And I can hear, I was praying and I could just hear it in the spirit, glory to God, that there is, that there's fruit in you. Hallelujah. I could, I could just smell uh, the fruit uh, on some of you. Uh, glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. You've been standing uh, and you didn't even want to stand sometimes, uh, but you couldn't quit. Uh, you couldn't get out of the game. Uh, hallelujah. God had you just staying uh, right there. Uh, and for some of you, I can just smell the fruit. You don't see it yet, but you know, hallelujah, if I just wait on the Lord, hallelujah. And so the seed of faith is the word of God and faith without that seed becomes ineffective. And that's what separates Christian faith from this new age of brand, generic form of faith that have been given to imposters, kind of put on our society repeatedly and tries to add it to our religious experience that poses itself as true faith, but it's really not. Because Christian faith is not mind power. Christian faith is not mental telepathy. It is not focusing on the eye within you. It is not getting a buzz on, the, on your screen of your laptop. It's more than that. 
Christian faith must have a seed in it in order to legitimize it. It, 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 if there's no seed in it, then it becomes counterfeit and unfruitful. And, 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 and that means that it has not been authenticated to be legitimately born of the Father. Hallelujah. Because what is born of the Father is a faith. And it has to be born of faith. Hallelujah. In order for it to be real and authentic, there has to be an association with the Word of God being a Attached to the faith that you employ. There has to be a word from God that causes you to have faith for the thing that you cannot see. And this separates itself from all of the people that are believing whatever they want to believe. And I'm telling you right now that that someone in here is believing against you. They are believing that what it is that you're hoping for won't come to pass. But I praise God because when we come together on one accord, uh, we begin to cast doubt and fear and things that are believing otherwise out. Uh, hallelujah. When the word of God is being preached, uh, the enemy has to put down his weapons and flee. And we cast out every illegitimate form of faith because God didn't promise, hallelujah, you certain things that belong to somebody else. As a matter of fact, you ought to stop looking at everybody else and what everybody else has got or what you think that they've got. You don't know what they had to go through in order to get to where they're going. You don't know the kind of stuff that they had to suffer. You don't know what kind of faith that they had to employ. Hallelujah. And so we ought to celebrate people when we, uh, glory to God, see God uh, breaking through for them. And get to the point to say where you say I only want what God has promised me I don't want what God has promised you I can't handle what God has promised you I just want what God has promised me and what God has promised me is the thing that I'm hoping for and don't you dare say that God has let you down if in fact you're promise you're hoping for something that God didn't promise so don't you dare fall out with God and, and get angry with God because he promised you something. Glory to God, uh, how that was different than what you, perhaps you were anticipating. And so I'm simply trying to say that, that someone sitting next to you, glory to God, do not become envious or jealous of that person. And have the nerve to want what God has promised them. Okay. You just celebrate them for what God is doing. Here's. I'm going to try to get out of your way. But here is the thing that you ought to be going to war for. For whatever God has promised you. That's what you ought to be going to war for. Whatever God has spoke in your spirit, that is the thing that you ought to get in the birth position for. 
Hallelujah. And allow your water to break and push out of you whatever God said that he's promised. Because whatever God has promised you, I guarantee you that the seed is already in you and first faith will germinate that seed uh, into fruit. And the reason that I could say that is because after Jesus finished telling the disciples that, that in order for you to bear fruit, you got to be attached to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You've got to have faith and confidence in my ability to perform. And he goes on to say in verse 16 that you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. Somebody ought to get happy right there. I've not only chosen you, but I've also ordained you. That, that, means, that, that means that what's on the inside of you has been put there by God. He has chosen you to bring forth fruit. Tell somebody, I've already been chosen. And what's on the inside of me uh, in the right season uh, is going to come out. He says, I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and your fruit should remain. And if you start producing fruit, whatever you have uh, faith to believe God for, he says, that's what I'll do. Somebody ought to give God a praise right there. Just shout at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I'm chosen. Hallelujah. I'm going through hell and high water right now, but I'm chosen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but I'm chosen. And what's on the inside of me at some point is going to come out. like about God is that when God chooses you, hallelujah, sometimes the people that he chooses doesn't make sense to somebody else. But I praise God because God is sovereign. He does what he wants to do. He does it to who he wants to do. He will do it when he gets ready to. It means that he can do whatever he'd like to do. He doesn't have to get anybody's permission. And some of you, God has just chosen you. He's just chosen to bless you. Hallelujah. The only thing that you got to realize that sometimes when you're chosen, you go through too much. You go through more than anybody else goes through when you're chosen. Because when you're chosen, the devil knows that you're chosen. Hallelujah. And he'll try to do everything to get you to take it back. But I just believe I got some faith-filled folks up in here that'll say nothing. Come on, somebody say nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. People might get upset, but you're chosen. People might not like it, but you're chosen. But God, hallelujah, he was rich in mercy. Hallelujah, he's just chosen you. Others feel like they've worked harder, but you're chosen. Others might feel like they're more qualified, but say, I'm chosen.
you don't understand you don't understand sometimes what chosen people have to go through any God can trust anybody with good times hallelujah glory to God but where your faith is made strong is when you're in the valley not on the mountaintop you shout on the mountaintop but you gotta have faith to go through the valley hallelujah and so some of us ought to just hit you hear me say it all the time memory recall do you ever think that all the times hallelujah just think back about it hallelujah those times when you should have been dead but God said not so hallelujah when you should have been destroyed when you should have had a nervous breakdown hallelujah when somebody next to you may have gotten killed in the car wreck but you walked out unscathed when you felt like throwing in the towel but God said no you can't quit have you ever thought of all of the incidences and all the weaknesses all our calamities all of the adversities all the disease all the risk all the trauma all the least likely to succeed all the struggle all the illness all the sickness there were those of you thought hallelujah I'll never make it but here you are giving God the praise lifting up holy hands in the sanctuary and blessing the Lord you made it against all odds hallelujah glory to God against backstabbing and backbiting against hell and hot water because you are chosen to bring forth fruit Somebody needs to add it all up. Hallelujah. You're not here by happenstance. You didn't get this far because of what you know. Hallelujah. It was because God had chosen you. Would you just touch somebody and tell them I shouldn't even be here right now? And sometimes it takes a while before it hits you. just to be able to get to the age that you've got. When you consider all that you've been through, a weaker person would have never made it. They would have lost their mind along the way. But here you are, still giving God the glory, still giving God the praise. There's not any of us in here that is done right all the time. But praise God, because we're chosen, he just keeps pulling us out. Hallelujah. He just keeps holding our head together. Glory to God. When we don't know what to do, he comes right in at that moment in time. Hallelujah. To, to give us direction. He continues to keep preserving us. You weren't always righteous. Didn't he always have this kind of prayer life? You weren't always living this holy. Some of us were messed up from the flow up. 
but God chose us anyway because he knew that he had put fruit in us and the word says that your fruit should remain you won't lose it if you continue to have faith in almighty God the Lord will bring that faith to fruition I want to pray for somebody that's hoping for something you haven't seen it yet but you're hoping for it you haven't given up you haven't thrown in the towel you haven't walked away I'm gonna ask you to stand all over the building with that's you You might be on live stream, YouTube, Facebook Live. You fall into that category, I want to pray. I'm a real believer in the power of prayer. Because the word of the Lord says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. But they are mighty through God <clears throat> to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah casting down imaginations every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God against what God has promised so I want to pray I want you to pray too I want you to pray with me I want you to, to agree as touching in the name of Jesus with bowed heads Precious Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you because you continue to demonstrate how much you care for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you made a deposit. Not on the inside of our spirits. God, and you're in the process of bringing us into that season of fruition. And I pray right now for someone, oh God, that that hasn't activated their faith. God, that you would take this moment, God, to stir them up right now in the name of Jesus. Activate that thing on the inside to give them to know that you have never left them, that you continue to woo them, that you continue, oh God, to pride them. You continue to give them unction because there's great and mighty things God, that you want to show them, that you want to birth out of them. God, and so we thank you. Thank you for your word, oh God, that's your seed. Hallelujah. We pray, oh God, that there will be a rich deposit that's down, that places, that gets placed down on the inside of each and every one, oh God. You know what it is that we're hoping for. But you've said in your word that without faith it's impossible to please God. Don't let that man think that he should receive anything from the Lord. But faith is the substance of things hoped for without having all the evidence. God, we trust right now, God, in your ability to do what no other power can do. God, and because we've seen you do it before, God, we know that you can do it again. 
Thank you, Lord, for building up our faith. Hallelujah. To the point to where we know, oh God, hallelujah, that it's you and only you that makes things possible. God, while we're praying over here, while we're believing over here, God, you're working over there. In the name of Jesus, you're working things out for our good. Hallelujah, because we trust and know that you are the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And so we ask God, those petitions that we have up before you. God, you've encouraged us through your word to cast all of our cares on you because you care for us. God, you said in your word, my God, uh, that you've not, we've not chosen you, but you've chosen us, ordained us, that we should bring forth fruit and that that fruit should remain. And whatever we shall ask of the Father in the name of Jesus, it shall be done unto us. Let it be done now, God, according to what you've already promised and according to our faith. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise and magnify the God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We bless the name of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to be seated. Just Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.